Welcome back to the podcast. It's Austin and Lexi's with me today. What's up? Hey guys. Uh, doing another episode for you guys this time on one very uh, one subject very near and dear to all of our hearts is our uh, four-legged friends. Um, if you guys have been listening for any length of time, you know uh, I have a dog and he usually finds some obnoxious way to be heard on these recordings, either licking himself or barking or you know gnawing on something. Um, but uh, dogs are part of the family, right? So just as much as we talk about, you know, uh, everything we, we do in our homes and our families, and if you have kids, um, dogs are just as important. Oh, absolutely. I I don't know if I can go, shit, an hour without thinking of him and uh, thinking about things that he might like, things that I can do for him. I mean, it's just yeah non-stop it's just, yeah it's well it's just yeah they're part of the family and that's you know i was talking about during the uh last episode i did on cold weather prepping right because we had all that stuff going down in the south where people were ill-equipped right you know uh you think about your dog right like they're cold too i know they're covered in fur but you know you got to think about it when you go into stuff like vehicles you know cause, oh i got enough room for my kid in my back seat and then all my crap it's like okay well where are you gonna put the dog you gotta leave for three days until your power come your power and heat come back on you know, he can't just hang out there and just, you know, chill. I mean, right, I guess he you're could, not but that's well. not, you shouldn't do that. That's a bad idea. But yeah, so I thought it'd be kind of cool to talk about this and something I want to do for a while. And I just, you know, had to do the research on it because I'm not obviously a vet. You know, usually I leave most of the animal related care issues to you. You know, I, I, I just pay for it. Right. Yeah. How much did it cost? Good. <laughs> You is know. he healthy yep all right cool yeah yeah sure smells healthy yeah there you does go. he need anything okay let's get it ordered and let's get going yeah it's mostly just uh yeah go see him tell us what they uh have him tell us what they you know what he needs and that's that and you take care of him from there right so what i want to talk about is just you know because like i was saying we, we talk a lot about um preparing the home and the family and everything and and really just looking at how the dog's going to play into that so you know if you just look at it because a lot of people don't right like like trevor has been talking to a dog forever sure you know and oh i don't you know i'm never i'm never home or whatever reason you know benefits to having the dog around in in situations where you know shit goes sideways or uh, we were just watching a show with a character who has an English accent. So for whatever reason, the, the term pear-shaped came to mind. But, you know, thing, things go wrong. So benefits, you know, first off, I mean, the, the companionship, right? The morale boost. How you're not, you know, happy having the dog around. Yeah, he's, he's man's usually. best friend for a reason. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and, and usually it's a, it's a mood. They're always excited to see you. Absolutely. You know, um, and I know I was actually, we were at the gym last night and I just happened to be listening to uh, the Fieldcraft Survival Podcast and uh, and uh, Mike and Kevin were talking about the dogs that they used in, in war and battle. And it's, it's, just, it's just that relationship that you build with an animal. It's probably that whole like pure soul thing that uh, yeah, it seems like dogs have. And, almost nothing compared. I mean, a dog's love is, is unconditional. Right. Like there's no, they are always happy to see you no matter how bad of a day I've had. Mm-hmm. No I pull in the driveway and that dog starts howling and instantly, like as annoying as it may be regularly, like it's a routine built in. And if COVID has shown us anything, right, it's that little bit of uh, companionship, <laughs> that little bit of uh, just the morale boost goes a, a super long way just to 
make things seem a little bit less uh, tragic. Just well, have them around because they don't. Especially for those who they don't are, see it, right? You know, they they're just happy to see you. They don't know. What's yeah, going oh, on. they're they're thrilled, especially for those who have. You know, I I've been lucky enough to be going into work through all mm-hmm. of this, but a lot of people who have either been off, you know, laid off for whatever reason, or like you have been working from home. Yeah. You know, having that, I I could I can't even imagine what the people are going through, who are home alone through all of this having that pet i even with you i i know as annoying as he may be only sometimes has had a positive impact with you being home for coming up on a year now well yeah and but it you know and that's why you see it you have everyone's got covid puppies and stuff but i mean it's this isn't anything new right like um it's having a pet around in general uh helps to maintain your, your positive attitude, your mental health, because like they're always happy and you kind of feed off. Like we talk about it in corporate America, right? You know, that, um, positive energy is contagious. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with a dog really. But I mean, and we see it in, like you said, man's best friend, you see it in all kinds of movies and stuff like far from home, the adventures of yellow dog. I don't know if you probably never saw that cause no. you're not big on movies. Um, Mad Max, mm-hmm. he had a dog. I am legend. Will Smith. Right. He had a dog, right? The little rascals <laughs> had a dog. You know, yeah, Petey. You see a lot of dogs and and a variety of of moviescapes, but a lot a lot of them have that unconditional loyal companion, even if it's portrayed mm-hmm. in a different way. You know, you get some of your well, it gets uh, built into the, the like, storyline and stuff too. No, but, absolutely. You know, um, but they're great to have around. You know, for the like we said, the companionship. But um, from a security aspect, you know, like we don't. Um, and I know a lot of people will adopt, um, either, I think our, our cousin, um, or my cousin, I'm sorry, uh, adopted or attempted to adopt a, a former TSA dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just d- due to it being a multi-pet household didn't wind up working out, but some people will adopt, you know, former working dogs and stuff. But I mean, like ours, you know, Drake is, uh, not a former working dog he's just a dog um but for security i mean hell he he barks and howls at everything not everything but you know cars good watchdog watchdog yeah Yeah, he's not he's not a guard dog by any means i think if push came to shove he could but i mean he's he's 60 pounds no he's He's not a pushover but that's and we didn't want that either and most people don't with their dogs because they have kids they got neighbors they live in suburban areas you don't want a mean dog i think as funny and sometimes annoying as it is that anytime a car door slams or, you know, he can pick up on a UPS truck or FedEx or Amazon, which has been obviously tons of them through lockdown, right? The howling and barking and stuff, but that's what you want, right? So in the middle of the night, something's going on. They're going to let you know, right. like, Hey, there's something outside. It's not right. Not supposed to be here. Not right now. And they've, and there's been, and a lot of studies have come out and, you know, just having a dog hearing the barking is enough mm-hmm. of a deterrent for a lot of yeah, uh, people burglars. are and that's you know people are people are afraid of dogs people that well people are afraid of dogs that they don't know sure. because of that possibility of you know biting and you know guard dog whatever and and some of it's played up you know i, I firmly believe that there's no bad dog there's just bad owners you Absolutely. know but people but you don't know you know, and that's, uh, they talk about a lot with, uh, being responsible with your pet and stuff. You walk your dog, uh, you carry a bag of treats and a lot of times it's not 
for your dog, right? It's for, it's, the, other it's dog for the other dog or the other may. animal. And or... we had this happen to us, like I want to say last summer, right? We had that yeah. uh, one of the neighbors, probably. I mean, not really neighbor neighbor. They're like 15, 17 doors down, but on our street, their pit bull got out and came charging down the street, not aggressively. I mean, it was playfully, but like you, you just know, don't know. You have to start calculating your choices, your your options at that point. Um, okay, like I have my gun on me. Is this something I need to worry about? Does the dog look aggressive? I mean, granted, and and thankfully, like, nope, I didn't. The gun didn't come out. Um, you know, he threw the a owner was running down the street behind him. Yeah, she, he which doesn't necessarily start. mean anything. Well, no, but, but it wasn't like it was just some completely random strange dog. Right, that it was, was the neighbor's a... dog, and as he proceeds to sit here and gnaw on a, a deer antler while we're trying to record. <laughs> um, you know, that's it, 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 an added benefit, right? The security factor and everything is just like, um, sorry, we're jumping around, but I mean, hunting, right? You can train dogs to hunt with you. A lot of people have over, you know, history. They still do now, whether it's to help uh, track and scout, right? Or it's, you know, go collect the downed uh, birds, birds ducks, waterfowl. Bird, bird hunting, dogs yeah, will go. Bird, that's why the term, yeah, bird dog is, uh, is, is a thing, right? Um, so, I mean, they have a lot of, there's a lot of benefit to having a dog around and aside from just, yeah, being man's best friend and just the family pet, it's a good way to teach your kids responsibility, Absolutely. Um, you know, but, um, but they're, they're there and you have to take care of them because if you, you don't, nobody will, well, you know, they're, yeah, they're an animal as intelligent as they are, they're, you know, super, super smart, can be trained a lot of different ways and different breeds do a lot of different interesting stuff. Um, or specialize, I guess, sure. uh, or, or, well, it's like, it's the wrong nomenclature. It depends. Well, it's not even, the, uh, it's not even s- the breed. It's just depending on what your, well, some are just, you know, bred to be working breeds. They have lots of energy, like shepherds True. and stuff you versus will, like pugs. You will <laughs> struggle to get it. I mean, not that it's impossible, but yeah, to, you know, what will come naturally or more naturally to a, a working dog, a German Shepherd, or like Belgian Drake. Drake Malinois. is a uh, pit uh, lab mix, to the best of our knowledge. Uh, both are working breeds, so stuff that you know he was relatively easy to train. Tons of energy. Tons of energy, though. So it is a constant struggle to keep you know burn that energy off. But what comes naturally to him, the same person that you know that has a pug or Shih Tzu. Or, or ones with a smashed face or just a small breed that was just, used for or, something else. Yeah, or, or any other. I mean, it, it could even be another larger dog. You know, training a oh, like my Great parents, Dane King or Corso. a King Corso is yeah. going to be just, it's going to be a different path. You're going to have well, to do different things. You're going to treat it differently. But that's, and, and just like anything else we ever talk about, right? You got to do your homework on that because like you said, they're all different. They're built a little bit differently. And then as a result, your, your training... Um, tactics probably be a bit different for lack of a better word tactic no, I mean, ab- absolutely because look at the, the huge like my parents have this 140 pound cane corso who is a very like dominant alpha male personality so when he was a puppy you know dad really had to assert the dominance to let him know you know who's really in charge here versus mm-hmm. we got you know we brought drake home and really i didn't really He's ever have to fairly deal with that. submissive i mean he, he kind of like toes the line between the two but if i were to like put him into a category yeah he's definitely more submissive than not so getting him you know training him you know even like 
part of the adoption we had to we, we were required to take them through train at least one like the first course of training and mm-hmm. you had a whole different you know mix of dogs if you just went to the local pet smart i yep. mean and it was just hey we had a lady with a pug there was a lady with a i do remember that and a, that, that a dog husky. was a hellion oh the, the pug was awful yeah and but the husky was one of the best trained dog like well, it's, and it just shows you, you get out of it whatever you put into it, right? You know, she, like yeah, the, the owner was very... Like, she was a younger girl. She was very active. She'd spent a lot of time working with the dog. And then you could tell the lady with the pug was older, um, not she as reacted, physically active. She re- she reacted negatively and you just you just fed the circle. You, yeah. you fed the loop and it's... I don't know. I would never have been able to with that, that little dog. And she actually stopped coming. She, she actually did stopped stop coming, coming. Like, like halfway through the classes. But... Um, so when you're doing right the research to understand what kind of dog you have, uh, there's all sorts of things that get that get pulled into that conversation, right? Um, what is best, right? We we talk about with preparation a lot and planning is do the most that you can with the least amount of stuff. So w- what I was really looking into when I did my research was where do we have the overlap? Right. Sure. So when we look at like our basic, um, like starting with like medications, right? What basic kind of medications or pharmaceutical stuff that we're going to keep around the house um, for you and I would also then safely uh, work for work for the pup. Right. Yeah, because absolutely. growing up, we had a chocolate lab that was starting to have um, and people who own labs know they, they start to have like hip uh dysplasia hip hip Common problems and shepherds stuff. too and uh we started feeding them ibuprofen which was okay mm-hmm. um but we found out later was yeah you can do that like once or one or two days if it's just something like he slept on it funny and he's old but prolonged is um, not, good, is for not good for him because it's really really bad for their liver like mm-hmm. i know it's not good for humans either but for a long periods of time but it's really bad for dogs sure so um crossover medications you know i look at you know and i i suffer from um heartburn so i'm eating tums and stuff all the time but actually um pepsid ac uh is for use for stomach inflammation it's safe for dogs um i don't really know how we would determine that he had stomach inflammation um unfortunately i, don't know. I, it's, I think it's something that's a, that's a vet diagnosed problem i mean yeah. when, i feel like once you've diagnosed it once or twice you'll start to recognize the signs so mm-hmm. once it's happened once or twice um to the untrained person i i couldn't tell you how to diagnose it but one of the things that i know we've had history with is benadryl we had a a a point in time where i think he was getting into something in our backyard for a while we thought it was the food but when we would take him to the vet they're just well it's because before we got the gate put on our driveway we would block off our driveway and use our bonfire pit, and then we'd take him off his tether so he could run the yard, but then he would get into some plants and stuff that he normally didn't get into, and that I'm pretty sure he was having some kind of just something weird he was chewing reaction. on. Yeah, I think he was trying to he was trying to eat something, and, yeah. you know, I, like, I was worried, you know, the his paws, like, um, those of you who have labs know you've got, like, the webbed feet, so you've got the, the skin between the paws when you, when you spread them apart. And uh, that was all red and inflamed, and he would wake us up in the middle of the night licking himself. Ugh, and he has, the worst. he has, you know, he doesn't have a lot of hair on his underside. Um, and that was this weird reddish brown color. It he almost looked, looked dirty. dirty. Yeah, it just I almost looked like, like he was dirty. I was and like, something, to be something's not right. Like, 
do I think it's life threatening? No, no. something's not right. So but we, we got them on those those chewy vitamin like aller immune bites off Amazon. Yeah, that that's true. We, we did get something else, but the but the Benadryl did help. So and I mean definitely research for any medication. Anytime you're gonna give your dog anything, it it is dependent on their weight and their breed so google best you know honestly best case scenario contact your vet they know pet safe you know human safe medications for pets yeah in a pinch use this and this is kind of stuff like once you figure it out write it down you can even you know if you if you have this stuff stored in a closet somewhere right because you do bulk storage of you know like rice and stuff for prepping and medications we can color code this mm-hmm. hey kids this is how you know if it's got a green sticker on it it's good for everybody if it's got a red sticker only we can eat it you know what i mean like there's ways to teach your family and kids about it too to help take care of everyone um but yeah we were just saying uh about the, the ibuprofen of aspirin it is safe in small doses um you know it can reduce the inflammation but uh not more than two days in a row and never with other NSAIDs. Uh, it can lead to, to long-term liver damage. Um, and, and this will actually work for cats too. I did focus a lot of my research just because we have a dog um, and a lot of our friends have dogs. I'm mostly concerned with the dog. Well, um, we also it, couldn't uh, have a cat if we really wanted to since oh, no, we're my, highly allergic. Yeah. Well, and also in a preparation type scenario, uh, the cat's not going to notify you of any burglars or really probably not going to repel anyone so most often not yeah i'm not going to say that they couldn't cats can be oh yeah like a real vicious maine coon or something Uh, yeah no they're not going to necessarily attack anyone but cats i know but they they could notify you i'm not saying they couldn't you know if you sleep with your door open there's no saying that they couldn't come running in going hey something's weird well yeah i mean i guess but it's not going to be in the same same vocal Way well, and that's, a dog. you're still at a limited advantage. You can't take a cat out hunting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, actually, one that I found that was uh, actually was was pretty interesting to me is uh, artificial tears, which I've never had to use. Um, I don't know if you have or not. I don't. We I don't think we keep it in the house. I've heard I, of it before. Certainly, I don't even have. I barely have contact solution, let alone yeah. anything for. So apparently, you can use it for. Um, you know, it's it's for minor eye irritations. That's what it was created and designed for. Uh, but if you if your dog is one of those breeds that does have the issues around the eyes, sure, with the redness and the and the stuff that builds up around the eyes, some breeds have a real issue with it. Um, and if you don't have their actual over the counter medication, the stuff can come through in a pinch. Um, it did, there was a disclaimer. If there's any sort of discharge though after using the artificial tears, like go straight to a vet and stop immediate you i think i think it's pretty much safe with any kind of Medication situation any, if you're yeah. having a if it is bad enough or let me just say if it's weird enough that you're not going to classify this as anything other than quote unquote a discharge from <laughs> any part of your body yeah go straight to the doctor like you or the dog yeah like exactly one <laughs> like tell me tell me any scenario where you have a discharge and you're like yeah that looks good no, that doesn't happen. No, <laughs> so you're at dogs, least like I mean, call your doctor, be like, "Hey, <coughs> like something's weird, something's yes. funky. Is this normal?" Right, exactly. Because sometimes um, it is. I'm not saying they're all bad, but sometimes yeah, it is normal. But no, it's never a good thing when you have a discharge. Yeah, um, that means the infection's clearing. You mentioned um, Benadryl, so uh, Claritin, Benadryl, Zyrtec for itches and hives. Uh, if it's something like that, where you know the dog has a proclivity for getting into stuff that he's not supposed to like like ours did mm-hmm. and you run out of the, either some kind of special vitamins because we we just got lucky and found that that those that we got off amazon um worked but um i have 
tragic sinus issues. So we always have uh, Claritin and Zyrtec in the house um, because basically this, and if you're not familiar with uh, how the seasons work, if you're <laughs> one of those people that lives in like the, well, I shouldn't even say that because you guys got hit in the South pretty hard. But if you, here in Michigan, we get all four seasons in full effect. And when we're changing from hot to cold and cold to hot, my sign, like those were yeah. the sinus issues. Let really us tell suffer. you yeah. that in the last four days, we have gone from 50 to 40 to 50 to 32. And I believe tomorrow is supposed to be in the 40s it's, again. Yeah. It's, a, yeah, it's a, So it's like a 10 degree swing. So well, it's been like the last two weeks. We went from two weeks ago, Saturday, um, it was like 28 or something. With like recently, like like two feet of snow. Yeah. And then, yeah. So in, the, in under three weeks, we've gone from a day of, yeah, almost two feet of snow to snow's all melted. I thought the other day we had a high of like 54 mid 50s it's crazy. maybe even up, upper so 50s yeah we nice. stock all that stuff up here so if the dog needs it for any reason we definitely are going to have that and it is going to be available to both us and them um neosporin and antibiotic gels um we when he got like a, a winter skin or he had like those weird spots on his like belly like hot spots from they're, licking and stuff which also cleared up once we got the um the the itching taken care of yep they were they were related but yeah. Uh, yeah, you get these raw spots from them licking, which are called hot spots, and mm-hmm. they are actually quite warm to the touch. Yeah, hence the name. But uh, yeah, we use Neosporin, and uh, it it helped. I mean, really treating the root cause is what ultimately fixed yeah, it I all. Mean, but it, but it does work, and Neosporin treat the, is treat the symptoms and helps. You know, so then they're sleeping through the night. You're sleeping through the night. Um, the one disclaimer I did find with this, uh, which makes total sense, I probably wouldn't have thought of it on my own. Um, but uh, stay away from anything too fancy with your Neosporin. Like you can get stuff that's scented. You can get stuff that's extra strength or or whatever. You know, or no itching. It's got additives, so it doesn't itch. Um, that that kind of stuff. Uh, pets lick themselves, right? So anytime you put any of that stuff on their cuts, their abrasions, whatever, they're gonna sniff it and they're gonna lick it. So um, any of the the fragrant stuff you can put in, like the lavender scent that they throw into everything. And I know this because I just went and bought some Vicks with lavender in it. Um, <laughs> they throw lavender in everything, but that artificial fragrance that they like to throw in it's could could not cause good for the dog yeah. or any pet. Really, yeah. you have to be very careful with scents and pets. Yeah, and it's, you know, as with anything, if you're not sure, it's always best uh, to be cautious, not give the dog something. They they really do depend on us to make good educated choices. And sometimes the best choice is just to kind of let it go until well, you can make and a another thing you can informed do decision. Now, like during the non-emergency, like you, you hear this episode or you see someone share on Facebook about someone doing something call your vet they're they're that's what they're there for i mean obviously they're there yeah. to take care of them in emergencies but they're also there for the non-emergencies hey i have this question that's i can't and we have i know we have you know some friends that their dog goes to uh, the groomer like once a year but like goes to the vet basically less than that mm-hmm. you know and they'll start cutting stuff out of the out of life like the dog park visits and stuff because they don't want to go get the shots and i don't even know if it's a money thing or just an inconvenience thing but like Guys, it's like having a kid. You have to take care of them. You have to groom them. There's health implications to all of that. You Absolutely. know, otherwise, just like anything else, if you don't take care of your dog, it becomes more of a liability. It's no, going to slow you down if you had to get out of the house for something. You got to bug out. You got to do whatever. 
you you can't you want just your dog to be in yeah. yeah and and we do i mean the best we can we like we take them to go get shots and they're like oh yeah do you want to you know is bordetella you know the kennel cough is yeah. it required no however if i ever you know i've we've been like we've never had to board our dog but mm-hmm. if you ever had to board your dog in a pinch they won't take them without the board you know the oh, kennel yeah. cough. well and that's um your sister and uh, brother-in-law had issues with their dog. Uh, we went to Vegas for our wedding, uh, you know, for almost four years ago now. And um, they actually weren't able, they were only able to stay one day after the wedding because they couldn't board their dog. Because they didn't because have, the, they kennel didn't have the kennel cough shot up to date. And uh, the dog was having issues at the lady who was watching mm-hmm. them, who was, you know, going to the bathroom inside the house or something. So they had to cut their vacation short uh, to deal with that. So... Well, obviously not, you know, a trip to Vegas isn't life to death or anything, but, uh, you know, why not, why put yourself in that kind of position if you don't have to? Rather one of, it's one of those, uh, have it and not need it, than need it and not have it scenarios. It's yeah. or just like they make a flu shot for dogs. And granted this came right after we had, he had a, you know, bad reaction to medication that, mm-hmm. uh, left some, uh syrian memories but um you know and they're like oh well they make this flu shot and you know i'm asking i was obviously i've never heard of the dog flu like oh no it's basically the Mm -hmm. same as a human so if you think about yourself on the flu and if you're someone who crates your dog or leaves them at home even uncrated yeah honestly especially uncrated think about you on the flu and if you would want your dog doing that in free range of your house right we got lucky we we crate our dog you know he's crate trained and he he loves it and it's a safe place for him um so it was a contained scenario it was still a pretty big mess but for it was me to clean still up. Awful. anytime you have to come home from work evaluate and assess the damage before you let the dog out of the, the crate <laughs> strip down to nothing but your crappy clothes so you can start scrubbing everything down while somebody else runs him out of the house so he doesn't shake out and get literally shit everywhere yeah you know it's a really bad situation um which luckily only happened once. Um, but that's why it's important to know and understand all this stuff when you get a dog and, and how to take care of their diet and their uh, their medical needs appropriately. And, well, and then not even just day to day, but then like we talked about earlier with the, you know, people in the South, you know, you had these this tragic, unprecedented cold and snowfall that just no one was prepared for. So nobody... No one was, you know, no one was prepared for themselves, or almost nobody was prepared for themselves. Let alone, you know, our, our four-legged friends, and they're yeah. they're just. I mean, you can't just you can't just leave them. And if you are one of those people, shame on you. Well, and, and but, to that point, you got some of these breeds too, where you have to get like the. It actually makes sense to get the sweaters and the little like boots for their paws absolutely. and stuff. If you know, if they're not acclimated to that, or they're a really short hair breed. Um, well, personally, I'm adamantly opposed to putting clothing on dogs because I think it's ridiculous. There is um, a necessity I understand, to a certain point. Yeah, for the survival of the animal. <laughs> like, yeah, fine. That that makes sense. Go ahead and do that. Yeah, um, I mean, here it gets it gets cold here. If we you know if we were more outdoorsy people and wanted to go hiking in the winter when it's 20 degrees, and we're going to be outside for an hour, as much as I love my dog and think that he's going to be fine. Yeah. I realize that an hour is an extended period of time. I would look at getting, you know, if I if I wanted to do that, I would look at getting him some type of coat, probably some boots, because his paws. I mean, go put your, you know, go put your barefoot in no, a thing of snow. Not. I refuse. Like, yeah, you don't you don't want to do that. So like, walking on a cleared sidewalk is going to be okay, but 
to walk yeah. on a on a trail full of snow. Yeah, it's like there there's an actual need for some of the stuff. They're not just gimmicky items, but yeah, evaluate your needs and see what makes sense for you. Yeah, and a lot of that stuff doesn't take up a whole lot of space. Like I bought the pack of rubber booties before for another dog we had and I mean, literally it's the size of a snap or a snack size uh Ziploc bag. You know, like yeah. it doesn't take up much space at all. It's and honestly, and we have you have the bag that you take with the with us when we take him out walking. It's mm-hmm. got the treats in it. It's got the the biodegradable scented bags. You know, I think it's got an f- extra flashlight in there and stuff like. We keep you a know, tourniquet in there. Yeah, we keep a rat's tourniquet in there because uh, dog limbs are smaller than humans, so you need something that's going to work effectively. Um, and first aid for your pets is, I mean, it's speaking specifically to dogs i know it's a lot of it is similar in the anatomy um and i mean in the basest of terms that it's similar um you know like hey use a tourniquet on your limbs not the neck uh pack wounds that are around like the armpits or whatever i don't know if they're called on a dog but there's a lot of similarities there but you know dog limbs are smaller they're sure so having a rat's tourniquet is a little bit better option than like the the uh the cat tourniquet that we use for for humans uh that's pretty much the standard now and if you if you haven't done it because uh dogs like to chew things especially yeah. small especially toys that can break or treats that can break off if you don't know how to do a heimlich maneuver on a dog google it it's because it's quite different or, or doggy cpr doggy well you even can blow in through their nose it's very weird well but yeah i mean that but that that almost <clears throat> translates because you do human you know CPR on a human you cover the nose go through the mouth so general concept is there mm-hmm. but Heimlich maneuver on a person you know you grab them around your chest to their back and you heave on their stomach whereas a dog yeah. you need to put them upside down so pick <laughs> up their back legs yeah, yeah. putting so that their head down and hit between their shoulder blades. Yeah. And you want to get your hand in, and you want to get your hand in their mouth to try to get a hold of get a hold of whatever it is that's blocking. Yeah. So yeah, don't don't be afraid to I mean, at the, at the end of the day, like this is your best friend, this is a family member. Do you you shove do. your hand in your yeah. you, know, you shove your hand in their mouth and well, you And that actually just segues really nicely sort of into um talking about like food preparation and um, you know, considerations. I know you've done a lot of stuff uh, you know, that you find on Pinterest, Pinterest usually uh yeah. you've made like dog treats oh, and stuff dog treats. Uh, that you, you can freeze them right? absolutely mm-hmm. i've i've made um both uh like dry well soft cookies mm-hmm. um and i've made uh like over the summer you know you want to give your dog ice cream or something cold because it's 90 degrees outside and it's awful He's like covered in fur I mean, yeah. yeah, there's stuff you can do for sure. And a lot, and all those ingredients were, we, I don't think we had to go out and get anything too special. I think maybe if we did, it was because we were out of something. Yeah. The but, ingredients themselves aren't some custom, crazy, expensive item. When I made the cookie treats, it was uh, oats and wheat flour and pumpkin and maybe like an egg or something. Yeah. I would have to go back and look. But it Which, very none of that is 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 I mean, I'll show the eggs. The rest of it keeps pretty well, and it's all all of it's pretty standard stuff. And um, you know, you can you know whether it's treat. I mean, the treats are a good motivator. It's good for training. Uh, but just to have something you know that they can eat in a pinch when you're on the move is heck. Even something may not taste very good, but you could eat it. I mean, realistically, uh, I think I did actually eat one. 
they're yeah that's the nice thing about using stuff that is uh human graded food wow. yeah I mean, just human food it's you know and when i made the the summer treats it was greek yogurt unlike regular greek yogurt you know unflavored so well that's not very tasty to have on its own on its own but it was like greek yogurt and mashed up banana and peanut butter i want to yeah. say i mean and it actually doesn't sound awful together and but. yeah it was just frozen up and put in like in a cupcake tin and i mean i put like a doggy biscuit on the top of it before we froze them but just, yeah just for whatever for what you know for whatever but and, but I mean, and those those were nice because that they're it's customizable like i'm extra i went out and bought dog special. bone well cookie cutters but you could easily like just roll them into ball like you would make normal cookies and yeah. just bake it but i mean a lot of this is is stuff that we're gonna have around anyways and you look at their base diet and um you know just like with humans you know most uh meat and protein is safe right uh most as, grains you don't want the processed stuff so that's why it was whole well, wheat flour and oats and not white flour but. exactly and be aware of your dog's allergies because while you know we all need protein to survive um you know dogs react a little bit differently so maybe they have a chicken allergy i know we have friends with a pit bull that they have to get what well, they do like salmon and wild rice food or something um, yeah because the, the chicken the beef the lamb whatever like nothing else she reacted very badly yeah. to it and but also on the same topic of allergies don't don't feed your dog a grain-free diet yeah. if they don't eat it yeah, no, absolutely, that's... You know, absolutely. If they have a grain allergy, a hundred percent, you do what you need to do for your dog. But don't, don't think that it's something better. Yeah, they're an animal. Their body hasn't evolved to the they, like the vegan stuff we do as humans. It. It's different, they, unless, like you said, there's a there's a pre existing condition that warrants that kind of that kind of thing. You know. Well, and there's been, I mean, and, and anyone who's very active with their pet and and keeping up with uh, current news. Um, there's been quite a lot of uh, wrongful death uh, cases linked to giving grain-free dog food to pets who don't need it. Um, I do think that it's a lot of, um, as people evolve into truly accepting the dog as part of their family as a, like, rather than just a pet, um, we want what's best for them. So we started doing these things and these, these food companies have been forced, you know, they're, they're hands of force. They've been feeding pets garbage food for years. Some of them, it's, it's if you guys ever actually Google um, some of the, the research and stuff that's been done on, on quality of dog food, it's actually startling at how abysmal bad it is. some of this stuff is. And people go, oh, well, it's just dog food. It's like, well, yeah, but I mean, I get it because I do also, I, I see that people can't afford to pay 60 bucks There's for a, a 20 pound bag of food. I mean, like some of that stuff, whatever diamond or blue buffalo or so. some of that stuff gets like real up there but there is affordable food out there that you can get for that's that good for the dog garbage yeah i mean it's not like i know i i, I mean I've, I've seen both sides of the debate they're like oh well you shouldn't feed your dog anything you wouldn't eat and it's just like i'm i can't afford i'm not going to and i don't have the time i think i have a cousin to, that, that used to make one of her dogs uh chicken and rice because she had a sensitive tummy i'm like you make chicken and rice for that dog every day she goes yeah I'm like, like, yeah I don't, I don't have the time or the energy i mean cost wise it's probably <laughs> about the same yeah. realistically but i just i don't have the time or the energy i know there's lots of recipes to make your dog food you can make it in a crock pot so mm -hmm. you can get you know and you just use chicken or well, beef or whatever and meat and when veggies, you're actually but, looking at the store-bought food um 
you know, typically your dry food, like the big bags we buy and stuff at the store is, uh, it's only good for about 18 months. Right. Some people that will stack this stuff up and it's like, you really going to go through all that, mm-hmm. you know? And actually once you open it, it's Even only good for, it's, yeah, it's good for about six weeks, about a month and a half, which for most of us, I mean, we're buying a bag of food every month. So you are three weeks or something. So it doesn't even come close to, you know, in normal life. Um, you know, but you can, you can, you can get food. You just have to do the research to, if you're going to store it long-term. Um, from what I found, you can get stuff that's going to last you four months up to as much as three years. If you're talking about dry food, if it's again, if it is stored properly properly and it's, you know, one of those, not every brand is going to last that long. And if you look at wet food, um, actually I was shocked. It actually lasts a little bit longer. It's well, I guess it's in a can, so that makes sense. But, um, well, that'll last about you know, 24 months, but with that, you can actually find stuff that's good for anywhere from one to five years, which I start to get, I still get real weird about, you know, I start to add questions stuff about preservatives. If I were to pull a can, get out of my parents' pantry right now, and it was from four years ago, I'd probably not feel great about eating it. Just me personally, maybe mm-hmm. I'm weird. I don't know. But, um, you know, uh, just you think about it, you know, naturally preserved food is going to lose its nutritional value, uh, way faster almost immediately if it's if it's naturally preserved so so there's going to be some amount of chemicals in there we just want to do what we can to uh um you know provide good quality food that's going to hopefully find that middle ground on how long it's going to last and how healthy it is there's no you know aluminum or metal shavings or whatever in there and um but a lot of the stuff that we're going to have for ourselves as humans is is actually uh completely safe for animals. I was very shocked because for, for whatever reason, I had this conception, I had this idea that um, a lot of fruits and vegetables were not safe for dogs. And I think it's just because people are so scared, right, of giving them something and they shouldn't have. when it comes to fruit, you do have to be careful because obviously they're very high in you know, natural sugars. True. So, so it's quantity in control. Moderate, yeah, like in moderation. Else. But, but I was actually very shocked. Um, bananas, you already said bananas are, are, are fine, but um, bananas, apples, uh, blueberries are safe. Cantaloupe. Um, you can do cranberries in small quantities. Drake likes strawberries. Um, again, yep. in small doses as they are very high in sugar. Um, but. Cucumbers. Very good, uh, especially for overweight dogs because there's um, – it's like, you know, like the empty calories thing. We talk about when we go on diets as humans. We eat a lot of, like, celery and stuff because it's negative Mostly calories or whatever. And, yeah. yeah. So same thing with the cucumber. Um Mango is is safe, uh, but it's uh, again it was specifically noted it's because of how high in sugar it is that should be like a very occasional treat because you don't want to you know give them too much sugar. Um, I know carrots are good. He just had some carrots tonight. He carrots, loves carrots, celery, uh, green beans actually canned, chopped, whatever. That they're all good yep. as long as they're plain. They're not like seasoned or anything uh, goofy. Um, <laughs> Brussels sprouts and cabbage are, are safe for them, but. Uh, Unfortunately, they suffer the same proclivities that we do with uh, Brussels sprouts. And <laughs> just watch out because uh, as gassy as you might be after eating the Brussels sprouts, your dogs will also suffer that same fate. Um, oranges, uh, which we eat because of the vitamin C, right? So all of your vitamin C stuff is like orange flavored and everything. But uh, a lot of vitamin C, potassium, and fiber, um, good for the dog. Just skip the peel. The rind right. is not good for them. Um, peaches and pears are are good for dogs uh to eat watermelon um you know on on hot days it's 92 percent water just you know cut it out so you're not giving them the rind and the seeds but yeah watermelon is a great option for dogs um 
and uh, perfectly, perfectly good options. And this is all produce that you'd either grow in your own home garden. Um, you know, if canned veggies like green beans, you'd have on hand for your own survival preparation needs and stuff. Too. I mean, yeah, that's um, all that's, that's all that's broccoli. Plain. Well, you don't only really can broccoli, but you know, um, now it, looking at some of the unsafe stuff, um, because there's a few things everyone assumes would be healthy for you that would, okay, well, if all that stuff was, was fine to give the dog, then I would, you know, all this other stuff has to be fine. And it's just not the case just because animal systems, um, react differently. Like for example, and I don't eat this, I know you do, but I don't, um, avocado, the, uh, the pit, the skin, the leaves of the plant itself, um, contains, uh, a, a chemical called person, uh, which causes dogs to get sick, which I'm, you know, in a little, a small dosage, it's going to be a mild illness, but obviously they get a hold of too much of that stuff. Like, well, a just like chocolate, everyone knows chocolate's bad for dogs. And yeah. well, I'm not telling you to feed your dog chocolate. If they had a little nibble, lick a, a corner of a chocolate bar off the floor, mm-hmm. they're probably going to be fine. I mean, still watch them, but yeah, now they eat the whole chocolate bar. Like, okay, yeah. call your vet. Like, it, it, everything. I mean, some of the stuff is, you know, is fatal in, in high doses, but still going to cause some problems even in low doses. So always, if Just you think your dogs, it. yeah, avoid and it. Honestly, and avocado is weird, man. Like, you leave that stuff out too long and it turns brown. <laughs> and I, and I, I swear to God, no, I have a lady I used to work with. Dude, and Irene is one of my favorite people ever. But, like, she gave no shits my mom uh used to own a mexican restaurant right so i brought in like chips and guac she would just scrape the brown yeah, shit off the top and off. nope absolutely not nope I, I you might i don't it's just like like when you cut up an apple and it starts to brown you throw it away no oh really i suppose that once your once your bread turns moldy you just scrape off the mold and eat that it's not the same thing what well to me it is <laughs> I just, I, I mean, I would eat it if it came down to it. I understand that it's fine. I just, it's not my, my bag. It's just not. That's um, fine. But yeah, that's a big no on the avocado, um, which I don't think most people would, but you never know with some people. Big no after talking about the fruit, you know, the fruits and the vegetables. No grapes of any variety. No grapes, no grapes, raisins, no. Grapes gl- and raisins are super toxic. They can cause kidney failure. Very quickly, that's that's one of those that's not like a yeah. little bit might be okay. Like it's if your dog ingests a grape, problem. like you need to pay attention. Pay attention. They might be fine if it's just one. They might, but watch them and make sure that they get through the next day or two without any issue. Um, same thing. I was actually surprised on this one too was um, cherries. Cherries actually contain uh, cyanide and oh. it's extremely toxic to dogs um it's i'm sure it's a a trace amount that's clearly we as humans eat cherries for all kinds of stuff um and they're healthy for us to some degree sure um yeah but dogs nope that's a a definite no for them uh along with uh tomatoes the green parts of the tomato plant contain uh solanine which is toxic uh asparagus is not good for them um mushrooms they like this this is a big diatribe that i found on mushrooms long story short um no, no on mushrooms because there are some that are fine, but if you're out in the wild, you don't know specifically which mushrooms you're you're looking for. You're grabbing well, and there stuff. Could be There's some, a lot of poisonous mushrooms out there, both human and canine. Say, but in what's fine for you may not be fine for the dog. Yeah, you know. So it, honestly, yeah, probably just a better bet to go no on the mushrooms. There's other things that you can find to substitute. To fill, you use a filler on something. 
Um, oh, and uh, onions. Not good for the dog, but especially, apparently especially poisonous for those of you that have cats. Onion is not a, uh, a suitable vegetable for them to be snacking on. Um, you know, dogs need, they need the high quality protein, just like us, you know, meat, seafood, uh, dairy and eggs, which we, we mix that into the treats typically. Um, just be cautious of the flavors. You know, a lot of the stuff that we get, like I said, like when yeah. you talk about the Greek yogurt, it's, well, we but want I mean, vanilla and strawberry. But if you're talking about your, just your base stuff, you know, dairy, eggs, it's used as like a thickening yeah. agent and, um, they need fat just like we do. Meat and oil, uh, meat or oil, I'm sorry, has fat in it. Sure. Uh, they need carbs. You were just talking about the don't go grain free with the dog, right? They need those carbs. They need those grains as part of their diet for specific reasons, just like we do. Carbs provide energy. <clears throat> exactly. You know, and then it throws her. And I was listening again, listening to one of the Fieldcraft uh, podcasts. It was a couple weeks ago, I think. You or I were driving out to a birthday. Uh, luncheon, but they were talking about, you know, why MREs aren't a good sustainable food source for people that are planning to bug out and everything, because it's, it's all carbs. There's no, there's no quality proteins in it. So you can just be eating MREs day in day out and have a ton of them, but you're actually going to lose weight and your body's going to start eating away at itself because it doesn't have that protein it needs. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the dog, you know, if not more so, because I'm assuming they're probably gonna be running around doing way more work overexerting themselves just because they're an animal sure. than, than you would, you know, um, calcium, they need dairy, uh, and their fatty acids, you know, egg yolks and, uh, oatmeal were mm -hmm. two, the the two biggest examples I found. And you mentioned already, there were treats that you made that had oat in it. Yeah. And that's perfectly healthy, perfectly normal for the dog to have. And oats, oats are, you know, one of those things for those who prep oats keep. So it's like, yeah, you can buy oats and canned pumpkin. Mm-hmm. You and the dog have a good meal. Yeah, as long again, as long as that you you know you have it stored uh, in a a dry in place, a cool proper, dry place, and sure. um, with, as with anything, you know, don't store it on the ground because um, pests and vermin happen. Sure. You know, mice happen. You don't want them nibbling into your rice or your your oats, whatever. I mean, it's just I think you know common sense stuff here. You don't want to store anything on the ground that's edible where critters can get at it. Um, Bad stuff will last forever, and it's if you know how to mix it up, how to make it. I mean that that oatmeal that you're they're the oats that you're using to make your overnight oats or your oatmeal for you to eat can also you know turn around and take a scoop of that and make some you know some numbs for the four legged friends and keep them happy too, right? Um, and then after you make the treats, a lot of stuff can be frozen for we several weeks and still be if fine. not even longer, depending what it is you've made and. How it's meant to be stored. I know when we made, you know, when I made the the dry cookie treats, you know, I, they're only good for about a month or so, so you don't really mm -hmm. make too many. But those are kept. I mean, those I kept on the counter. Whereas, I mean, I know we kept the the frozen treats, which were specifically made to be frozen. I think we kept those for most of the summer. It was a while. It was like three, two or three months. Three months maybe, and they probably only had them once in a while. Yeah, yeah. and but, honestly, it's. They don't take up a bunch of space, like the size of a small cupcake. Yeah, yeah it's like really once, easy. Once you make them, once they set, you know, obviously you put them like in a cupcake tin, so that takes up a bunch of space while they're setting. Mm -hmm. But yeah, then once they're done, they're frozen. So we just put them in like a gallon-sized freezer bag, and yeah, and it's, it's just it, you know, these are just it's stuff you got to know about, right? Like it's a it, consideration for your plan. Should things ever 
go off the rails, right? I mean, because you think about the alternative is what happens if you lose the dog. Um, we talked a whole lot at the beginning of this podcast about uh, companionship and the positive mental impact that people have had during the COVID lockdowns. But even, you know, talk worst case scenario, if you're talking like Mad Max, you're talking apocalypse, whatever. How You look at uh, in like I Am Legend, guy's got to put his dog down. Yeah. You know, and that's was his only friend through that, that, you know, cataclysmic, that world ending event mm-hmm. that he struggled through and everything. The dog was his best friend. You know, you got a scene there about him, you know, washing the dog and everything. And then you lose the dog. That's, that's awful. Uh, you know, um, and aside from the emotional damage, then you lose, like we were talking about the security, the hunting, those are all side effects, you know? So, as much as they are a part of the family, they're also, to some degree, it's a tool or how, how can I put this? It's, um, there is much a part of a network, you know, your, your prepping and survival network as your buddy, who's the EMT that you're going to call. Sure. You know what I mean? They have medical skills that you're going to call and bring them into your group, right? The dog obviously has hunting skills and everything else. Like, Well, and if nothing else, they're another body to help carry things. You know, dogs, I mean, granted, you should prepare them for that. You know, you shouldn't mm-hmm. go strap 20 pounds on a dog and expect it to go well. You straight you out can the do gate. the harnesses and stuff, and you see but, it with yeah, you military get, dogs. You get harnesses, they can have pockets, so they can carry some medical supplies, or they could carry a water bottle, or the water mm-hmm. bottle and the medical supplies. I mean, like, so there, there's some stuff that you're able to then keep... If, if you're out and about, you know, like for some everyday carry, yeah. ev- everyday mindset, like, you know, they're, they're able to take some of that so you don't have to carry <clears throat> and, you know, prepare on your body for you, your spouse or your significant other, who, whomever else is with you and your dog, you know, they can kind of uh, carry their own weight. Yeah. So to speak. Well, and, and that's also guys, if you're just out with the dog and you're trying to find a way to tire them out get a harness, put a couple of water bottles on them, give them some extra weight to carry around and help burn off some of that energy because it won't just go away, right? If they're a working breed, it's it's just it's, it's it's hard-coded in their gonna, DNA and you're never going to get away from it. And But it's a good way if you have, you know, like we've taken him on six-mile walks and he lays down for 20 minutes and he's like, all right, yep, let's ready go. To go again. So if, you know, and especially, I mean, that, that takes a long time to do. So if you're even, you know, if you're hard-pressed for time, you can do a shorter workout but add the weight just like you would at the gym. You yeah, know, adding adding weight to your your cardio workout, it's going to work you harder. Yeah, than not you know than not having it. So same same concept and, applies. And that for the should dog. be something that you keep an eye on, right? I mean, if not to necessarily build up the dog, but just to keep them healthy, you know, because sure. you see these awful, uh, you know, pictures online or videos online and stuff of just you or even just walk around, you see people who let their dogs just get. You know, I, I know when when you go through training, they talk about here, you want to establish uh, a routine for when they eat and stuff. So you pull up their food at this time so they don't overeat. Um, if it's a rescue, sometimes they have a lot of like food dominance issues and stuff. So then they'll eat the whole bowl thinking that somebody else is going to come up behind them and eat it if they don't eat it all right then and there. These dogs develop, you know, obesity and, and weight issues and stuff, which mm-hmm. then lead to joint issues and, and whatnot. So... Doing stuff like this, and some people think it's inhumane and cruel that you you have the dog carrying stuff around. But if you know anything about animals, uh, if you know anything about about dogs and working breeds and and how why they were bred the way they are and why they act the way they do, there's nothing inhumane about it. It's just you know the dog's living his life and you're you're right there with them and everybody's having a good time and 
It's just yeah, and it, it, uh, if nothing else, getting out with them helps keep you active too. You yeah. know, especially it, right now. Well, I mean, I say that COVID. I feel like we're starting to. You know, Texas just opened up, mm-hmm. um, and I think Missouri or Mississippi. You know, Florida's gotten real lax on their restrictions. You know, here in Michigan, we're just happy that uh, starting tomorrow morning, uh, March 5th, where our restaurants are going to be up to 50% capacity. Still six feet apart. Yeah. Masks and yeah. I'm actually, I'm good with the six feet apart thing, but like, you know, I think we're all ready to get back to more, more normal, you know, but uh, it's just, um, you know, through all of this give me a different uh, perspective and a finer appreciation for a lot of different things and dogs, especially being, I think paramount on that list, you know? No, absolutely. Like I said, I mean, I can only imagine what it's been like for you, but I have a, you know, crap day at work and I come home and I look in the window, you know, I, I pull in the driveway, I look in the window and there he is propped up howling away. Cause he heard the car pull in the driveway and he's, you know, spinning in circles when i walk in the door and it's just happier it's i mean how can you how can you be how can you leave how do you not drop some of the the problems at the door exactly when you have that greeting you definitely definitely i'm not saying it all goes away i'm not saying it's perfect but how how does that not chip away at some of it right well guys you know i i hope this has been helpful um, I, this, I certainly learned a bunch when I was doing the research on this and, uh, hopefully this, this at least accounts into some of your prepping and planning. Um, you know, look, at everything that's gone on in the last year, who knows what, what tomorrow brings. Right. So to say we need to be prepared, uh, or we don't need to be prepared is kind of preposterous at this point. So, uh, when you're sitting down, you're evaluating everything, think about your dog, right? Think about your, your pets and how, how they play into the, the whole plan. Um, that's all we got for you guys. Uh, stay tuned, uh, to our, uh, Instagram and the podcast here in the next, uh, next week or so. We should have a pretty big announcement coming for us here at Prepared Mindset, um, taking some steps to help expand and grow. It's, it's really exciting. I can't wait. Um, you know, I, obviously I know what I'm, what what we're talking about, but, um, I think it's gonna be something that's gonna be exciting for everybody that's uh, a follower and listener. So until that episode, You guys be safe out there and as always, stay prepared.